Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Oh, holy shit, do we need a happy hour this yes, week? Yes, we do. Happy ha- World War Three. Uh, close to our nuclear Armageddon, everybody. Hey! Reason to drink. Here's a little story about Jackie and Jill. <laughs> Two kids growing up in... Okay, it's the happy hour is Jackie Schechner, the return yep. of Jackie Schechner yes. to the Stephanie yep. Miller show. Uh, she was doing a job for quite a while where she could not do media. So this was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And as a Russia expert, healthcare expert, she had such great stuff to yep, say. So important. And Jill Weinbanks, obviously so much stuff going on uh, between... Whatever will happen at the Hague eventually, hopefully, war crimes, Putin, mm-hmm. and uh, you know our war. Our well, he's just a general criminal. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to narrow Trump's list of crimes to war. I meant to also say just general in general, a lifetime of criming, general sweep of arm, right? Criminality. Will he ever go to jail for this? All of it. Yes. This thing. <laughs> okay. That wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't we save time? Wouldn't that be a time saver? We just had one trial. And just, he says, just what, is, everything? what are you charging? Just this. All General of sweep of arm. Yeah. All of this. Yeah. Lifetime crime. Yeah. Maybe they can bring out boxes and boxes of papers like Trump did at that one yeah. press event. Okay. I don't know about you guys. I need a happy hour. Yep. And I stopped drinking like two and a half years ago. Oh, fair. Because. Um, That's your fault. Well, listen. <laughs> I picked a hell of a time to stop, stop sniffing airplane glue too. Because this was right. As someone said, I just put on a serial killer documentary just to relax and turn the news off for a minute. That's scary in this big house. You need to watch that serial killer rom-com. No, it's not funny. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, and you need to... And by that, I mean guzzle this happy hour with uh, Jill Weinbanks, Watergate prosecutor, and the fantastic Jackie Schechner. Get it. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery... Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Yay, Jackie! Jackie Schechter's back! Oh my god! Hi, Jackie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh! 
Can you hear me? Now, yes. we, can. now yes. we can. High pressure. Okay, sorry, technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, you're more beautiful than ever. Oh, stop it. Can we clear the air and just let everybody know that there wasn't some big cat fight or something? Yes. Oh, my God. That's how somebody on Twitter is like, has Jackie Schechner been blackballed? I was like, no. (laughs) She took a job where she couldn't do media for a while. What? What? She's family. I thought it was that time that she flipped the table at your house. I was with something that asked me not to do media for a short period of time. So I I took a hiatus. But But I'm back. But you are the media, Jackie. You are the media. (laughs) Radio. What is it? TV got small. You're still big. That's right. Okay, listen. Um. No, I, but it's so, I, I was laughing because I thought, oh my God, this is the perfect moment in time though to talk to you and to have you uh, come back. You did uh, investigaterussia.org mm-hmm. for, uh, uh, I don't know how long that was, a couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. yeah. And um, and here we are coming hopefully out of COVID. You're a healthcare expert. You helped the original Affordable Care Act. You're a PR and messaging expert. <laughs> I have to ask you, Jackie, let's start with that. Yeah. The media focusing on Biden's low approval ratings and as we go into the State of the Union tomorrow, is this not the most successful first year of a presidency ever? Uh, yeah, well, what's interesting now is that, you know, we're not hearing the president every little move on television every day. And we got so used to that yeah. with Trump because he was so interested in making news at every moment and being the center of attention that we lost complete track of policy. It was all about politics. And now we've got Biden who's really honing in on policy and just putting his head down and getting the work done. And the media doesn't know what to do with itself. They're looking for the horse race at every turn. I was listening to you earlier and you were talking, uh, you know, about uh, the Republicans and, and CPAC and this white nationalist conference that's going on. I mean, that's that's the conversation that's happening on the Republican side. And meanwhile, Biden administration is putting its head down and just getting the work done. And that isn't as flashy and fancy for the media, but it's important to report. And they're ignoring those stories because they want to focus again on the horse race because it's the easiest thing for them to do. They're used to it. Well, and also, as you pointed out, God bless Twitter for us still being able to hear your voice is just you said Putin used Trump to weaken the U.S. We are weaker now in our divisiveness, just as Putin intended. It's unfathomable to me that Americans are rooting for Russia against a sovereign democracy. But here we are. And yeah, and, and again, it, I keep saying, Jackie, why is the media when they're re- interviewing any Republican not putting this entire story in, in context and not just starting with 2016, starting with Manafort installing the Putin puppet in Ukraine, them overthrowing him, and installing Trump here in America. I mean, it's all right through the impeachment over Ukraine. Yeah, it's, it's a little one pull story. Your hair out. It's yeah. pull your hair out infuriating to watch people say they're just now realizing how all of this is interconnected. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to tell people to go to investigaterussia.org because <laughs> every time... <laughs> Every time you guys flood it, my, my rates go up. <laughs> it costs me more to host the site. Sorry. Um, but it's all up there as an archive. And, and the reason why we started a committee to investigate Russia originally was because we knew that this was a national security threat. We knew that Trump's entanglements with Russia were problematic for this country. He is deeply in debt to Russian oligarchs. We know this because U.S. banks would never help him. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Deutsche Bank turned turned around uh, and started lending him money again. And they were, in fact, the bank that was sanctioned uh, for laundering Russian money. So we know that Trump is tied to Russia. We know Hmm. that his financing has come from Russia. Both of his brilliant sons have admitted as much. (laughs) Jackie, do you feel like... 
a lot of his debt coming due at a time when Russian assets are being frozen, frozen worldwide is a problem of some sort for him? <laughs> well, that's interesting to me, too. I, it'd be interesting to see what happens to his finances uh, when the money starts flowing and right. all of a sudden they come calling for his debts. Um, I, I don't think it's any accident that he absconded with 15 boxes of classified documents. <laughs> you know, they talk about how he had to leave the White House in such a hurry, uh, but he somehow managed to get 15 boxes of classified documents to Mar-a-Lago. I, I don't I don't know what you plan on doing with those documents. I mean, he sure as heck didn't read them when he was in office. Yeah. So now he's going to do some light reading now that he's uh, on vacation again at Mar-a-Lago. It, it doesn't make any sense other than if you intend to do something with those and monetize them in some way. And well, that's yeah. that's the part that people aren't paying attention to. Oh, man. Is that the next shoe to drop? We're going to find out what in- intel he gave to Putin uh, uh, on Ukraine. I mean, you said I mean, it. he stood in the Oval Office yeah. and gave Russians information that he had gotten from the Israelis. Yeah. Imagine what he would do when he's not in the Oval Office. There are no boundaries here. Trump looks out for two things. He looks out for himself and he looks out for his money. Yep. And both of those things are involved here. If he can't pay back his debts and his personal safety, he has to imagine would be at risk. Yeah. Well, you got to you... figure out how to how to pay back his finances and he's got to figure out how to continue to ingratiate himself to the oligarchs whom Putin owns. Yeah. And you yeah, you distilled that on Twitter. When you're heavily in debt to a foreign adversary and you take classified government documents home when you leave office, it's going to raise some questions as to what you intend to do with those incredibly valuable assets. I mean, Jackie, what do you make of this? Travis, what are we hearing? Joyce Vance tweeted about it, just about the Kremlin. It looks like it's we're getting confirmation from the Kremlin that the same stuff that was in the Mueller report and the Senate intelligence report that, oh, gee, <laughs> Putin. But I mean, are they releasing that? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we're not sure... Because it's basically confirming, yes, of course, you know, Putin helped uh, install Trump. I mean, I mean what, do you, what do you make of it coming from the Kremlin? You know, I went back to this old article that Natasha Bertrand had written um, a, a few years back about uh, Trump's policy. I mean, he doesn't really have policies. He just kind of spews stuff before yeah. he was running for president. But he was all for Ukraine and, and supporting Ukraine. And then all of a sudden, uh, the GOP platform was changed at the behest of of the Trump campaign that we no longer would provide lethal aid to Ukraine. I think it was, a, they changed the word to appropriate assistance as opposed to lethal assistance. Uh, all of a sudden he's on the side of Putin and he's praising him uh, and he's, he's throwing himself really at, at, at the feet of the Russian, of the Russian uh, dictator. Uh, you just take a look at the, the, the visuals that came out of Helsinki when he said that he trusted Putin over Trump said he trusted Putin over his own intelligence community. I mean, this has been this has been ongoing. He's been doing the bidding of Putin for years. Putin set this up not only so that Ukraine would be weakened. He was trying to weaken NATO. Right. So that there wouldn't be the strong NATO alliance if he did go into Ukraine. He was trying to keep Ukraine desperately out of NATO. Uh, and, and now here we are at this crossroads where we don't want to start any sort of world war, but we want to give as much support to the sovereign democracy as possible. I think it's it's really important that we look back and say we didn't just get here overnight, that we got here because we propped up. Uh, this ally of Putin, essentially, and allowed him for four years to do all of Putin's bidding inside the United States. This disinformation campaign is on purpose. I mean, the reason why uh, we've got people in this country who are rooting for Putin over the United States and the U.S. president and U.S. national security and national policy is because Putin laid that groundwork. Yeah. 
Well, by the way, I saved this one for you. Cameron tweets, um, Colonel Vinman told me that Trump's delay in military aid absolutely hurt Ukraine's ability to defend itself and that there was no question it emboldened Vladimir Putin. Again, where are these questions in the questions to any Republican? Yeah. I don't know. And, and it's it, it really it should be asked over and over again, you know, not only ask every Republican lawmaker if they stand behind Trump's endorsement of Putin, uh, but also to talk about uh, how Trump weakened Ukraine. And uh, let's go back to impeachment and why he was impeached, was attempting to extort uh, President Zelensky in order uh, to get him to fabricate uh, information about Joe Biden. I mean, it, this is all interconnected. Yep. This didn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, the intention was to weaken Ukraine. I mean, Putin believes that Ukraine should be part of his empire, his rebuilt empire. I don't even know yeah. what he thinks he's going to create. He's going to go back to the Soviet Union, which <laughs> we know has right. been defunct now for two decades. So I, I don't know what it is Putin hopes to get out of this. Uh, I, I don't, I don't well, know. I, I don't know. Saying, Ukraine already overthrew their Putin puppet. Yeah, they'll do it yes. again. Who, and guess by what? The way, was I guess installed what? by Paul Manafort. Thank right. you. And right. I was just saying, we we overthrew our Putin, in, you know, Manafort installed Putin puppet here in the United States. It's like a, Putin is not winning. I mean, this no. threatening nukes and all this to when he's mm-hmm. n- Ukraine doesn't have nukes is, is you know it's madness. I mean, yeah, and also let's let's look back at Paul Manafort. I mean, he's so key in all of this. He worked with Trump in the 80s. They were not strangers. So then after he installs Putin's puppet in Ukraine, he volunteers to work for the Trump campaign for free. That was no accident. And that happened at the time of the Republican convention when the platform on Ukraine was changed. This didn't come out of thin air. This has all been building for a really long time. Paul Manafort being key to a lot of it. And by the way, Trump does, as you were saying, Travis, he does use Putin's strategy, just the gaslighting and the, you know, up is down and black Mm -hmm. is white. He's took credit for NATO this morning. Like, oh, it's because me, the NATO's so strong. I was like, what? I mean, this uh, Yar tweeted this morning. This is what Putin's denazification looks like. The evacuation of the one of the world's most historic Jewish communities while Russian army hunts down Ukraine's Jewish president while he's saying he's denazifying Ukraine. It's just like, hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen the extent of the propaganda, but that's what I've heard is that uh, Russian media is pumping out this uh, this this idea that there's somehow a need to denazify uh, Ukraine. And it's the same disinformation campaigns that we see here in the United States. I mean, people who watch Fox News or who watch right wing right wing propaganda media uh, believe what they want to believe and they're not open. You can't even have a rational conversation anymore. I'd love to have a rational conversation with somebody as to why they believe what they believe, but you can't even get there. You can't yeah. you can't even get there with somebody who's consuming nothing but right wing propaganda because they just aren't open to any alternative viewpoint or alternative information. They, yeah. they believe that their disinformation is fact. Yeah, yeah. The, which goes to this Brian's tweet. We all owe a great debt to the Ukrainians. They're reminding us why democracy matters. They are reminding us that it's worth fighting for, and they're reminding us that in this era of fake news and alternative facts, the truth still matters. I mean, and the best line to come out of this was President Zelensky saying, I don't need a ride. I need more I help. Need ammunition. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, yeah. I don't even know if I'm gay anymore. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> That's hot, hot, I mean, hot. I mean, I mean, talk about meeting the moment and, and stepping yeah. up and being the true leader that your country needs. And I, it was laughable when they asked Trump if he would defend his country. You don't know where bravery is going to come from. I mean, he, you know, we're talking oh, about deferments for bone spurs. And the guy who uh, walked up the stairs to uh, Air Force One with an umbrella while his son was being 
being pelted by rain. <laughs> because we love you best, Travis is making me inflict this on you. And, you know, he's not abandoning his people. He's saying and taking up arms with his countrymen. If you were in a similar situation as president, would you take up arms like Zelensky? Well, you know, you never know about bravery. Some people think they're brave and they're not brave, and other people don't think of themselves as very brave what? and they step up. You never know until you get tested. Yeah, you're a big orange doughy pant load. You would crap your a, pants and run. What, what, is he yeah, a sno- he, what is he a snowman made out of? He's a snowman made of canned hams, according to Bob Seska. <laughs> <laughs> he was tested. He failed. Yes. He, he did nothing to defend this country when he was given the opportunity. Yeah. And 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 he spent most of his presidency golfing. So. I know. And I love this one. One last one before we break. Lily tweeted, Ukrainian men 18 to 60 are told to stay and fight for their country. Can you imagine the reaction of American men putting on a mask to protect their grandma was a bridge too far? Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> oh, just at the same time with this see trucker convoy, right? Screaming yep. about freedom. You know, it, because of a piece of cloth on their face when, you know, we look at what freedom really, the loss of freedom really is gonna, would look like in Ukraine, right? Oh, my God. I mean, we're, we're such babies sometimes. <laughs> we really are. I loved your tweet. To be fair, if you're a Trump supporter, smearing feces on the wall of the Capitol could be the highest form of legitimate political discourse you're capable of achieving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they told that legitimate political discourse, I just, you know, that 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 was it for me. I'm done. See, that's why I love you best, because you're smart and you made a poo joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 21. I, I actually, I, I dated someone for a long time who had young children who said to me, I have three young kids and you talk about poop more than anybody I know. So. Yay! <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. The woman, the book, Watergate Girl, is out in paperback. Yep. Jill Weinbix is available in paperback. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. How are you? I am good. Listen, I uh, we wanted to talk to you anyway, and then this is a legitimate bombshell, is it not? The House January sixth Select Committee says Trump and his campaign may have failed, may have tried, excuse me, to illegally obstruct Congress's counting of electoral votes, and in quote engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States. In the court filing yesterday, the committee alleges the emails it's trying to obtain from John Eastman will uh, show that Trump himself voted multiple violated multiple laws by attempting to prevent congress from certifying his defeat they are challenging uh, john eastman's attempt to withhold documents and emails from them the committee argues communications between an attorney and client are not protected from the disclosure if the client is seeking advice on committing a crime which you've told us multiple times is the uh, crime fraud exemption right exactly so first when you say the word bombshell today it makes me uh, and i'm wearing yellow and blue Mm-hmm. Uh, including your mother's blue blue pin. Oh, uh, I see that. My heart is with Ukraine today. Yes. But um, on this other type of bombshell, it really is 
not exactly a bombshell because it's all been in front of our faces all along. The only thing that's a bombshell is that Eastman and his lawyers were stupid enough to have opened the door to this by their bringing this lawsuit and claiming that there was no evidence that would justify them subpoenaing him. They said, okay, you want the evidence. Here it is. Let me summarize it for you and the American people. It's out there. It has always been out there. Everything that they pointed out, with very few exceptions, has been known to us for a long time. Yeah. So what's interesting, I just, just before we opened this link to talk, Mark Short is on MSNBC saying, well, it's all Eastman's fault. He was giving bad advice to the president. The president can't be blamed for this. Uh, I'm too polite to say what I want to say. <laughs> okay. But it's not true. Right. That is baloney. I mean, what delusional world is he living in? And this is someone who's supposedly cooperating with the January 6th committee. Right. That kind of cooperation they don't need. Well, the committee said the facts we've gathered strongly suggest that Dr. Eastman's emails may show he helped Donald Trump advance a corrupt scheme to obstruct the counting of electoral college ballots and a conspiracy to impede the transfer of power. Um, so this is the first, and they, I guess they had to do this. This was a court filing. But, I mean, this is the first time we have seen it in writing, right, engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States, which, and I pointed out earlier, Jill, this is not the first time. This is what the Mueller report was about. It's what the Ukrainian impeachment was about. I mean, this is, you know, I'm hoping three strikes in your outlaw will take, you know, this in terms of defrauding the United States of America. Right. Well, we've had two impeachments that prove that as well. And this clearly shows a violation in addition of another law, not just the conspiracy law, but of the obstruction of a proceeding of Congress. And there you have it. It's a substantive crime. It's a conspiracy crime. There's guilt. I don't know how the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland can continue to not start an investigation, announce an investigation. I don't know why he's waiting for an official uh, referral from Congress or if that's what he's waiting for. Or maybe we're all wrong and there is a secret investigation going on right now. Uh, because it has to be kept from the public, because if you're using a grand jury, those proceedings are secret. But to me, we're long past the point where it wouldn't have leaked. Someone would have said, I'm not coming in to testify. I'm suing you. I'm going to court. Someone would have said, I'm proud to be going in to testify. It, it, there's no way, because while the grand jurors and the prosecutors are barred by grand jury secrecy from saying anything. Witnesses aren't. Yeah. So I, I just I I'm I've given up hope that there is a legitimate investigation going right now at the Department of Justice of crimes committed before our very eyes, crimes that will only embolden him should he get power back again, yeah. a, a, a thought that is horrible, in the same way that Putin has been emboldened by our ignoring him taking Crimea yeah. and is now taking Ukraine. And then what's next? Moldova will be next because it's not a NATO country. Maybe Sweden and Finland. They're not NATO countries. Yeah. So um, we, we, we need to stop 
both madmen. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, so yeah. Well, we I mean, there, there is a straight line. I, I keep saying, Jill, it's all one story, starting with the, actually before 2016, with Manafort installing a Putin puppet in Ukraine, installing Donald Trump here, I mean, through the Ukrainian uh, impeachment, I mean, through January 6th, it's all one story. I mean, it's, you know, them trying to overthrow our democracy is what January 6th was. Let me ask you a couple other, I have a huge stack for you. Mm -hmm. just want to know what you think legally is most significant. House Select Committee um, has revealed that Trump had multiple phone calls with another attorney, I hadn't even heard of this guy, Kurt Olson, who had pushed the DOJ to overturn the results of the election. Um, uh, He also prepared a draft executive order for Trump that would have directed the DOJ to take voter action and overturn Joe Biden's victory. Um, it is amazing how many of these prongs there were of ways yes. to defraud the United States and overturn this election. Um, he rose from relative obscur- uh, obscurity to become a favorite of Trump's because he was one of those people at the end telling him what he wanted to hear, mm-hmm. I guess. Olson's name also appeared on a memo he, that it was hand-delivered to Trump in his last days, a memo that appeared to include a recommendation on resorting to martial law if necessary. Um, Quickly, that and Jason Miller's testimony documented Trump's criminal intent, because you always talk to us about that, that he was, it's basically his testimony is he was told he lost the election. He, he knew, right? Well, you know, did you need that testimony to know that he knew? Hmm. I mean, what delusional world could you live in that you didn't know you lost? You lost 60 filings in court. He went to court 60 times and was thrown out. He must have read newspaper. Well, maybe not. Okay, maybe he didn't read newspapers. But someone must have read to him the newspaper accounts. People were telling him. It's clear that he knew he lost and he wasn't going to give up. And they were looking for illegitimate ways. You know, sometimes you don't need a witness to say it. You just need circumstantial evidence. And anybody paying attention knew that the election was over, that we had a new president. Right. Even the vice president knew that. The vice president wouldn't do what he was being asked because he knew the truth. Well, that, I mean, that's the criminal intent you always talk about in the law. That's I'm yes. told lawyers need evidence or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he knew he lost. But what I'm saying is he's trying to get away with going, oh, well, if he really thought he won, then you can understand none of this is a crime. Well, the reporting here is here's Jason Miller providing testimony to the committee that Trump was told by his own campaign he'd lost. He was given a detailed breakdown. So when Trump continued to push the lie that he'd won, he was knowingly trying to obstruct the certification. That part's important legally, isn't it? It is very important. And the pushing the lie, which continues to this day, he is still saying there was fraud and I won. This is a stolen election. He keeps saying that. That is a danger to democracy. You've said this just today. You said it. The danger to democracy that this poses to the end of what we know. Um, And then you have even Mark Short today, even though he was saying, well, blame Eastman, not the president, did admit that if the theory was correct, that they could just sort of say, well, we don't accept those electors, well, then Vice President Harris has the same power. And she could say, well, I don't like the voters from Texas. I think they voted for the Democrats. By the way, I'm good with that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Real quick, I've got so much more, but we're running short of time. Um, Recent court filings show the House Select Committee has been focused on investigating whether Republican lawmakers helped Trump try to overturn his election loss. The panel asked uh, right-wing attorney John Eastman to prioritize turning over emails that included the names of 14 Republican lawmakers, including Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Um, This is what we're wondering, too, is that all of these 
there are lawmakers that seem connected to this. How close do you think they are to really uh, making that stick legally? That's a little harder to determine until we see what the communications were. On the other hand, there are some of those members of Congress who were vocal on January 6th. Um, and I don't mean just by voting, because there is a, a protection for them for their votes on the floor. Anything they say or do sort of gets protected. But all the things that they said to the public, that they still say to the public, that they said before that to the public, and any strategizing they did to bring about the result that Donald Trump wanted could make them liable. And But, you know, again, back in Watergate, the chief criminal was an unindicted co-conspirator. And I don't think anyone's going to be happy with the president being an un former president being an unindicted co-conspirator and seeing members of Congress, the defendants. Yeah. It's got to be all of the conspirators. Okay. I, it seems to me the other really significant thing that just happened is Joshua James, member of Oath Keepers, co-defendant with Stuart Rhodes, the head of Oath Keepers, has pled guilty to seditious conspiracy. His guilty plea, a big win for the DOJ, a potentially problematic for Rhodes, who has pled not guilty. James is admitting his actions at the Capitol were intended to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power, and they were done as part of a plan conducted by concocted by Rhodes. Um, mm -hmm. that, this seems significant to me, yes? Um. It, it is. But again, it's one of those things that I, the, the proof at the trial would have been dramatic and would have applied equally to Rhodes, although Rhodes wasn't inside the Capitol. He was the director from from behind the scenes. Um, his guilt is just as clear. It's the same thing as the getaway driver who doesn't go into the bank is just as guilty if they rob the bank and they get away or if they shoot someone and he's not inside he's guilty of the murder as well that's what happens in a conspiracy you take on the responsibilities for the actions of all your co-conspirators and anything they say can be used against you so that means that the testimony can be used against roads right so and this Significant. And this, by the way, they say deeply incriminating evidence against Rhodes, also charged in the conspiracy, including an allegation he instructed his followers to be ready to kill anyone, even members of the armed forces who sought to remove Donald Trump from office. Um, yep. I'm just a lay person. That seems serious. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> to me. I, I would say it's definitely serious. I would say that they're moving up the chain and that the charges need to be expanded against some of the other people who were involved in that particular branch, the Oath Keepers. Um, yes, you are so on target here. I can't even, I mean, I can't add to anything well, because well, you've said it all. I've been You're, your paralegal now for, a, <laughs> what, a year or two? Um, the Senate Judiciary has confirmed confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson will begin March 21st. She's begun her first meetings with senators. You had a, a terrific long thread about how you know, unbelievably qualified and amazing she is as a candidate. You said one of our nation's brightest legal minds, exceptional credentials, unimpeachable character, unwavering dedication to the rule of law. And you forgot to also include that she knits, which also Joyce White Vance does. And she went to high school in Miami with Katie Fang. So those are two yes. others. <laughs> I should make this a slam dunk. How could you pass her up? I mean, she clerked for Justice Breyer, who she would be replacing. She has all the traditional qualifications of Harvard, Harvard, um, clerking for a Supreme Court, and she knits. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, I mean, how, how much more could you ask of any candidate, really? 
I think she should just wave her knitting needles menacingly whenever somebody, uh, a Republican, <laughs> starts to say anything disrespectful or racist. Just kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I, it's it's going to be very hard to come up with any legitimate reason to object to her. Yeah. And it's going to look racist and sexist if anybody does. Yeah. There's no getting around it. Oh, Tucker Carlson would like to see her uh, LSATs. LSATs. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sure they were crappy. That's how you get into Harvard. Okay. I'd like <laughs> to see <Harvard>. Tucker's. <laughs> okay. I just, I, it's amazing. Just when you think you'll, there will be no, you know, low, someone will not go to with this unbelievably qualified nominee that, you know, they'll do it. Um, I love you quoting Lenin on, on Twitter. You said, if there, there, there are decades where nothing happens and then there are weeks where decades happen. This is a week where decades <laughs> happen. It does feel like that. And everything is connected. You were talking about Ukraine. It breaks my heart, inspires me to fight for democracy here and abroad. And that is what we're engaged in, right? I mean, it is a fight for our democracy as well. It's, it, it's absolutely. And I, I've been learning a lot on Twitter because one of the big questions I had was, why hasn't anyone attacked that column of armor and trucks, resupply trucks, that right. is sitting a 40-mile-long sitting duck yeah. that is about to attack civilians. Yeah. And first of all, what about war does Putin not know? I mean, you're not supposed to attack civilian targets. Yeah. War crimes. You know, military. Yeah. It is war crimes. Yeah. And so it's been referred to the criminal court for war crimes, yeah. but so what? He's still doing it yeah. and he's not stopping. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I've, I've learned some reasons why maybe it's not the, chief target, even though it's an easy one. Sometimes low-hanging fruit has to be ignored to go after defending the more immediate threats. And so it's, it's been an interesting, it's been interesting. But democracy here and abroad is at stake in Ukraine. And here it's at stake because of the January 6th committee, yeah. not because of it, but because of what they are uncovering about the past administration and the threat that it poses to the future. Yep. It has to be stopped now and thank you for using my mom's pin to stand with ukraine yes I, it seemed that a blue pin on a yellow suit was yep. the answer to yellow and blue that's right all right love you honey <laughs> see you thank next. you so much for the opportunity you too see you next time there she goes our favorite our favorite Bye.